Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I am super excited for today's episode because we will be talking about setting up properties um, with two legendary folks that are traveling all over the country, setting up properties for one of my friends. Um, I'm pleased to welcome Davina and Jesse to the show. Hey, Bart. Hey. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Hello to everyone else out there in the Hi, digital, digital world. I'm excited because we, I very often do pre-chats with people about um, what, what they do and what their skill set is and what they contribute to the industry. And what I love about both of you is your doers. You go in there, you unpack boxes, you get drills out, you drill holes in walls, you paint things, you design, you develop, you're the real... Um, machine of short-term rentals and we've never had anyone like you on the show um i would love you guys to sort of tell us a little bit about yourself um uh, your background and then what you guys are doing in the short-term rental uh space i'm davina um as far as my background goes when it comes to real estate i have been a realtor in the industry since 2007 I do a lot of work with selling traditional real estate, but also helping short-term um, rentals be sold and bought between different consumers. So if you have a short-term rental and you're selling it, I can support you in that space and vice versa. Um, once I got into real estate, there's a huge gap for staging. So I've jumped into that field as a partner with my real estate business that I had. And then short-term rentals just came naturally in that space. So probably about three years ago, we really started working a lot in the short-term rental space with setting up and doing design in that space. And what's really cool about that is it's the same concept. You're trying to attract the most number of people to a property, and it's pretty similar in traditional real estate. The goal is to online show that this place is amazing. You want to come here. You want to stay here. And that's pretty much, I've taken that same concept that I did in traditional real estate and moved it over to the short-term rental industry. Yeah, yeah beautiful, beautiful. And I'm, I'm Jesse, my background goes like I'm a jack of all trades kind of guy. But really my, my dad was in real estate my whole life. So as a kid, I was in and out of houses. And we also lived in a, in a area that was known for tourism. So this industry is not new to me, but uh, when Davina and I first connected, it was easy to see how together we could complete a, a broad picture for the demands of the kind of clients that she was having, not just in staging, but also in design. I also am uh, a, a little bit particular. So uh, not only do I just know how to do things, but um, my, my skills, whether birth given or disciplined <laughs> lend me a, a few um a few advantages in this industry yeah yeah and that's that's super interesting because that att attention to detail is absolutely crucial especially with short-term rentals uh, with real estate you may be able to get away with it a little bit more um when you're selling property because as long as the picture looks okay 
then kind of everything's okay. But when people are actually living in a, in a place or occupying a space, you can't get away with it so, so much because they're there for a longer amount of time. So, so you guys are working together. Um, your business name is it STR Boss, is that right? Yeah, so on the actual services side, we are STR Boss. And um, it's just kind of simple. Not that we're the bosses, but we like helping people become their own STR boss. And, yeah. and, and we, as, as a partnership and a, and a community of people who are in the short-term rental industry, we actually call ourselves the STR tribe. And, and we love to just offer the fact that the STR tribe team can guide you into becoming your own short-term rental boss. And we'll take you anywhere from having a brand new property to being completely guest ready, but we offer any and all services in between. Yeah, and look, I think one of the things that really uh, attracted to me to you guys is that you guys, uh, today what we're gonna do is we're gonna push the boundaries of what people are thinking within their own little box, their own little world. Because one thing I know about you is that you guys travel to set up properties. And I think that a lot of people have a bit of a dream of, hey, I'm already running maybe a B&B or short-term rentals. I have all of this hospitality experience. I know how to run this sort of business. But if I wanted to set up a property on the other side of the world or the other side of the country, I might not know exactly what's involved um, and, and how to do it, right? So and that's what I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about today is, is pushing people's boundaries in terms of their belief of, of what they can do and also giving them a bit of a framework as to what they need to do and what they need to think about. Um, because the great thing for you guys, if, if someone just employs you guys, then you guys will kind of take care of it for them. But if you're, people don't have you to, what are they going to need to do? Okay, so what I would really love for the audience is if you can give me, I guess, a, a bit of a day in the, in the life for you guys when you're looking at a new property. What does it look like from the start where someone says, hey, we've got a unit, um, what do we do? And then through to you booking that ticket to go and set it up, and then the third part of you know what happens there, and then all the way through to going home. What are the steps that are involved in setting up a remote location? Yeah. So one of the very first things that we like to do is to have a full conversation with the client because we wanna know what their goals are for their place. I mean, the first thing I wanna know is how many heads you're trying to sleep so we can make sure that we have that down because from there it's gonna determine a lot of other factors for us around design and making sure that we can accommodate that many people in your space. And then the other thing that we wanna know is kind of what the vibe is that they're going for in that place. Some people really just don't care. They're like, just make it great, make it pretty, take great pictures and we're done. But then you do have those investors who really want to stamp their own brand on the place. So we wanna make sure that we're meeting their expectations first before we even pull the trigger. So once we have that initial consult and we meet, we get all that information from them, then we move forward to actually building out the design. And before we ever order anything, we present the design back to the client and they let us know if this is a yes or a no, or if they wanna change something. And then from that point, we pull the trigger and it's ordering like crazy. And when you arrive on site, the number of boxes are astronomical. <laughs> it's one of those things when you walk in, you're like, holy cow. Um, so, but that's, that's pretty much the start. The start is getting to know what they're wanting from their guests, from their demographic, for their clientele. 
And then next thing is ordering and making sure we're fitting what they want. And then it's the launch. Yeah, obviously a budget and a number of spaces that we're going to have our hands on. So we're we're working on a con, on a a project right now. And for example, the one that we're going to do in Atlanta, and we had to sort out, you know, not just, you know, bedrooms and baths. Are there more than one living room? Because it's a, it's a five-bedroom house, so sometimes big houses have... Feet, yeah. They've Multiple. got a couple living rooms, and then you've got a front porch and a back, back porch. porch. Do you want those places to accommodate guests? And so when we're looking at trying to design out a space, obviously we've got to know what your budget is, but we've also got to tell you what our budget think. is yeah. for doing the design and install for those particular spaces. Uh, yeah, and then we pull the pull the trigger on and, the design and seeing if the client likes yeah. it. Yeah, and another thing too, because we're, we're in the South. Like, we're, like where we are, porches are a big deal. I, I, depends on where you are in the world. It may not be a big deal. But where we are in America, in the South, everyone loves to sit outside on a porch. Everyone loves their outdoor spaces. And we can enjoy them for a very, very long time because it doesn't get cold here until November. And then it's warm again by March or April. So we we really consider that as more living spaces for guests if you choose to really build that out. Or also if you choose to put it on pier space and you want to make it as a venue for wedding, what, like wedding showers or baby showers or whatever. Like you can make your one location go beyond just a stay for someone to an actual event space. And those actually make more money. So we like to know that up front, too, going in, if this is going to be a combination of a stay along with an event space, if it has large porches and extra living areas. Then, of course, client deadline is a big deal. So if they want to have it live in a month (laughs) or two months, then we need to be ordering items yesterday. So we'll we'll be jumping right into the weeds of of figuring out what your budget is and, and basically acquiesce purchasing power from you. Or basically feed it to you as we go so we can get things ordered. Even like today's world, it's harder to get things because of the supply shortages and stuff like that. So we basically had clients will say as soon as possible. And that might still be four weeks just because of availability of items to order. We've got to wrap our head around the logistics, make sure we can be on site long enough to accommodate the whole install period. And then find the the vendors locally as well to assist us or carry trash away or yeah. make sure that the lawn is cut because most of the time the investor is, is nowhere they've never seen the place to be seen and they, they've never seen it uh, we're working off pictures or very crude videos so we might be winging it a little bit on site but usually once we get on the ground we're actually doing the best recon and helping the our investors actually visualize the space because it is a you know remote to them. But we actually walk away with a lot of video footage and even check-in videos so our investors and guests will feel like they've, they've been there and can navigate the, the property well before they actually arrive. If, if they ever do, in the case of the investor, they may never see it. Yeah, we have a lot of investors that have never even been to their locations. And when we're there, they're trusting us to be able to give them all the information that they need to be able to um, guide a guest well. Um, and then the other thing too is a lot of times it's us building a team on the ground and we are here in Virginia Beach or, um, or even if we do happen to travel to the location, we still have to build a team when we get there because there's assembly, there's housekeeping, like Jesse said, there's trash removal, there's a million things that have to happen 
um, once we actually get on location. But the goal is for the investor to just get to receive the finished product and all the great videos and then them not to have to be in the weeds because a lot of the people that we work with, they don't have the time to figure out how to hire someone on handy to do X, Y, and Z. They just want it done and they want pictures and they want their guests in there and they want their money that they're making yeah. from their stays. We really try to need the, uh, the investor or the owner as low as possible so we can just knock things out and get it done. So a lot of times we'll get the power to to do certain things, just try to try to get them to do ahead of time. The only things they can do are signing leases or agreements or things like that. Or getting and their then, utilities uh, established. There's those those things we internet, can't do for you. Yeah, your but internet. you know everything else, we try to make sure it's the easy button. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's just so many different topics that we can sort of cover and, and, and paths <laughs> that we can go down to getting this set up, depending on on where you're at. I want to um, just talk a little bit about. Uh, about the the disadvantages and advantages of setting up a, a location which is further away from from where you actually are. So, uh, a, a lot of our our audience will say, "Well, it's easier if you're closer to the property because then if you've got any issues, you can go and address them. You understand the target market a little bit better. You understand who's going to be staying and and all of the intricacies that go into a city." Um, from what I'm hearing you say, is there's some locations where you guys just You've already done the design and you've ordered everything before you've even turned up to the location. So it's a little bit of a... That's every time. That's every time. (laughs) That's every time. (laughs) So, so how, what, what do you do to make sure that, that you haven't pulled the trigger in the wrong place or what kind of things do we need to be careful of when we are investing in a location that we've never been to? And do we actually, uh, like, obviously we can get a team like you guys to go out there. But if I don't have someone like you, can I just hire people locally and get them to go in and do it? Or so, how how do we manage that initial part of setting up the property or of choosing the property? Yeah, I mean, would it be straight honest? We are not professionals at helping you find investments. Uh, we we can help, but there are companies out there that that's really what they specialize in. We kind of pick up in the spot where you found your property but what we try to do is we try to alleviate as much of those question marks or problems as possible so if we go out obviously we get to test drive the guest experience because guests are going to a place a lot of times they've never been they don't know the city they don't know the town they don't know the streets they've never been there so all they've got is a gps and hopes and dreams right so we get to we get to test drive that experience and feel all the pain points so we know what we need to iron out before we leave. So the the good news is is that we you kind of get that for free. Your first guest experience that is really horrible. Um, we get to be the ones to break the ice <laughs> on that and go, okay, hopefully nobody ever has this experience the way that we had it. But doing local recon, finding great places to eat. So that's another thing. We pretty much live and breathe that location while we're there for five plus days. We're and we're we're very extroverted, so we'll we'll get out to the local places, restaurants, and areas, and ask good questions, kind of yeah. see what's going on, and and provide feedback back, um, and even just be real with the uh, sometimes the condition or quality of of the property. It's Somebody cool. else is trying to sell you on getting it as an investment, so you get it, and you're thinking life is great, and we show up, and we're like, uh, this is not like what they told you. So we end up being able to help mediate and solve some problems. So there's problems that 
that need addressing. There's a, a water leak or, you know, something needs repair. So we've, a lot of times we've gone back and forth or mediated between a, a property owner in the case of arbitrage or, or working with contractors to come in and do maintenance just so it can be get guest ready. Like, like, look, we can't, we can't polish up something that is a real big problem. We really need this problem fixed. So the good news is there's a lot of variables you're just not going to know when you're doing something remote, but we get to test drive that and, and we want to make sure that it really is truly guest ready. And trust me, um, Davina will tell you if it's not. <laughs> but what I will say, if you are trying to set this up yourself, um, the very first thing that I would suggest is that you need a site lead. And that's pretty much the role that myself and that Jesse operates in is we kind of dual in that role, that role of site lead and designer and installer. And then I will bring my team. I have a secondary designer. We have a secondary installer that we bring with ourselves when we travel if that's needed for the project. But for someone that's doing it themselves and they're not local, you need to have someone that's going to be a site lead and they're going to strictly manage all your problems if there are no problems great there's probably going to be problems so but you're going to need someone that's going to manage the problems you're probably going to need housekeeping um to go in make sure that there's that initial deep clean done and then also the prepping of all the laundry the towels the bedding making sure all the dishes are washed i mean there is a lot that goes into prepping a house you'll you could probably hire a local stager that's really how i came into this was a really good friend of mine who was a housekeeper, um, he has a massive housekeeping company here in the area, and we were in BNI together, and he was like, hey, this guy is asking me um, if, I, if I know a stager, and I was like, of course, I know the best, it's you. And so that's kind of how I got involved in it, but as a traditional stager, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so you will have to educate your stager as to what you're looking for and what you need because a traditional stager works in real estate. And we know how to operate in the real estate world where everything is fake in pictures, right? That's the goal. This is real and people have to live. So that's the transition, but stagers are, are um, naturally great at design and they're great at reaching the masses. You'll just have to kind of tweak those little things down that they may not understand in this particular business. And then the most important thing that you're going to need is someone that can install a handyman and an installer, someone that can hang curtains, someone that can build furniture, and that if something crazy happens that they can fix, like water leaks, whatever, anything that's a maintenance mm. issue. So I would say for someone that's trying to do it remote themselves, you can have all those, all those things and not have a site lead, but none of the people have a boss. None, you know, they're not having to answer to anybody that's on the ground. We have shown up to projects, and I, I still say our Nashville. While well, we love Nashville, Nashville's great. That was probably one of our worst experiences ever, ever. And the problem was that we kind of showed up as designers and kind of the site lead, and we didn't hire the team. The investor hired the team. And so we get there and I call the investor. I'm like, first off, this place is terrible. And second off, these people that you hired that you're paying by the hour, I'm firing them because they are wasting your money. So you have to have that person that can say, hey, these people suck. Let's get rid of them. I'll hire someone different. That's not going to waste your money. So, so if you're you, not going to... 
how do you find a good site lead? Like you said that um, you've got a staging person. Would a staging person be able to fit that role? Because to me, staging, like you're kind of a people manager, that, that site lead, like a project manager is effectively what you're saying um, within that space. Would, do, do we do just Google it and try, try to I find think, someone? <laughs> I, <laughs> like, think a, I think a housekeeper who manages a team or a stager who manages a team could be a site lead for you. Because okay. one thing that I've really learned in this is you want to try to keep your costs as low as possible. So if someone can duel a job, so if you have a stager that can also be your site lead, that's kind of like double play and you can kind of work a little bit more of a deal with her. Or if you have a housekeeper that's also being your site lead, you can kind of do the same thing. But you definitely want a housekeeper who manages a team of housekeepers. Because then that way, if she shows up and the person that's supposed to be installing the beds and the sofas and hanging the pictures, they're sitting there eating and smoking cigarettes while they're supposed to be doing the install work she can say what we're not doing is this and you can leave and i will get on handy or i'll call someone that i know local and have them come in and finish this out for the investor so it's not a waste of money for them so i would say have have you guys ever tried to find a site lead in a location that you couldn't get to because either you're a capacity as to what you can do um, have you ever actually gone and tried to find someone yourself in a local area and said, "Hey, we'll find, we'll get them to do it for us"? No, it's typically it's, it's, it's going to be the housekeeper. It's either done. it's well, it's either we're when if we're hired, we assume that role. Uh, it's just part of what we offer uh, because we're covering such a large, vast array of the pieces of install. But we we definitely plan to hand off that role to the, the housekeeper. housekeeper. Yeah. Uh, but when when a place ha- doesn't have anything set up yet and there's no furniture in it, we've got to get it going first. So usually while we're on the ground is when we're looking for a housekeeper, working with the investor to find the housekeeper. Hopefully within, uh, hopefully we can begin to build that relationship while we're there on the ground and installing. So as we're engineering the why behind the what, the head to bed ratio and solving all the problems, they can be a part of it. They got a part of kind of investment in that space. Uh, but at the very least, when we have everything completely done, we're, we're basically at the same time, we're working with the photographer and the housekeeper and going, yeah. this is what we have. Here's where we have it. Here's the goal behind it. Here's the methodology. Do you have any questions? Uh, at the very, very least. But then we're passing that baton to the housekeeper to be the ongoing site lead. But I think he's wanting to know, like, if we're not their local on the ground to, like, manage a site and someone is trying to do this themselves, like, what are their best options for a site lead? Yeah, and I will always say it's going to be your housekeeper. Yeah. Um, that's That would be my fallback is your housekeeper. Yeah, beautiful. So, look, um, I'm very conscious that we've got, we've got an awful lot of topics that we could cover, but very little time. I do like to keep our episodes uh, short and succinct so that uh, if you're a listener, you have more of an opportunity to pick up those little gems. And then I want to get people's ideas going and, and break down some of their um, ways of thinking. Oh, no, we couldn't, we couldn't possibly do that. Oh, no, actually, we could. All right, this is the kind of structure that we would need um, and things to think about as well. I'm really curious. I've got a few kind of quick fire questions. Um, one thing that we talked about before was um, kind of experiencing the area and experiencing the property. Um, do you guys stay in all of the properties once they're set up? Yep. 
Yep. Every we single one of them. Every single one. We hit the ground. We'll open the first couple mattresses that we find and some sheets if we can find it. And <laughs> we're, we're trying to stay there from day one. I want to know what noises are happening. What side of the house the sun comes in. Where do we need What outlets out don't work. Yeah, what lights <laughs> don't work. Like what toilet doesn't work. Is there any plugs like near the bed for you to charge your iPhone. There's like a million little things that you would never know unless you stayed in the place. The only time we won't initially is if it's just completely gross and then now we're finding another <laughs> short-term rental to stay in and we're having a chat with the investor so to try to to try to figure yeah. it out. But, um, but every time we do end up staying, if it's not the first couple days, we will stay once it's ready. Just to make sure all the kinks are worked out. Okay, so uh, okay, so you're staying in a in a property. You're listening to all the noises. You're listening to the trains go by. You're listening to the water come through the roof. <laughs> you're, you're kind of figuring out all these little issues that you're not going to get until you're there. You're going to walk to the local grocery store and figure out there's no grocery store nearby, or there's no Uber, or that the Wi-Fi doesn't work, and all of these elements. So I think that's a great tip for, for anyone that's looking to set up a property. The other part that I've got to ask in that case is if we start to think about how long we need to be there, and I, I guess it's, you know, how long is a piece of string, you know, how many rooms, the bigger the place, the more work that we have, what would be sort of the, the typical time that you would uh, spend on any given location? And I'm going to take a wild guess that it's around about a week because you said you did 40 and I'm going to guess that's about a year's worth of work. So about a week, is that is that right? Yeah, I think we usually plan or, or fight for at least five days. It depends on if we have a lot of apartments or there's a, a massive house. Because yeah. uh, usually that's about as much time we can free up at one time. Now, if it's a larger project, we still might only do five days. But it just means we find more people to help us. Yeah in those five days because we know we're going to need that help in order to, to be done yeah. in that short amount of time. Yeah, because the largest one that I think we've done is 13 units at once. Was it 13? That was in Jersey? Yeah, and we actually got rental furniture for that one. Yeah, so we it was a, it was a unique um, decisions that were made by the investors, which, were, which like, obviously, we're going to go with wherever you are, with whatever your budget is, however you want to manage things, and we're going to make that amazing. Um, but so we were with 13 units and we did have to bring a whole, we had to hire a whole team, um, which is not something that the investor has to think through. That's something that we think through of bringing the team on. Um, we also did another like four unit project where we bought a team member. Um, and so it just really depends on how large the project, because the max that like Jesse was saying that we want to give to a project is five days. So even if it is 13 units, we're going to try to be done in five days. Um, if it's a, like a one bedroom or a two bedroom house that we've done, those sweet little cottages, I mean, we're done with that in 48 hours, but we do still try to give it a little bit of extra time to make sure there's, if there's something cool, like we said at this great place in Chapel Hill that we did was a refresh and the deer would come up every morning to like eat the grass. And I don't know that... I'm from Alabama, so that's just, like, sweet for me. And so I'm out there getting video for the investor and pictures of the deer and the crepe myrtles because that's that's an experience for a guest. And sure. these are things that you wouldn't know unless you were there at 5 or 6 in the morning when they're coming up to, you know, 
experience the property. So we try to get all those little tidbits that yeah. we can. You're losing the way. a day with travel, then your last day you're interfacing with a photographer, you're trying to get your housekeeper up to speed, make sure any last little things, you're just polishing everything up. Yeah. So probably four or five days is the minimum yeah. that yeah. We're, we're on the ground. But yeah. Gotcha. And, and then that kind of leads me into the next one, into sort of budgets. And you've mentioned it quite a few times, and obviously that would be one of the biggest sticky points is, you know, how much do you put into it? Um, you know, how far do you go? And then there's your costs, and there's the cost of the setup of the property. And the one thing that I do know is that generally the return on investment can be quite extraordinary if it's done correctly. So you can invest a fair bit of money up front, and then you can get a big payoff in, in the long run. It gets hard. It gets easier if you're owning the property, right? Because then you put that investment and you're getting the capital gain on it. But if you're arbitraging the property or if you're co-hosting as well, then you typically can get the owner to pay for that. Um, feelings around how you would guide someone to setting a budget. Is that your department or is that is like uh, out of your hands in terms of making those decisions? <clears throat> yes and no. We'll say, what's your budget? And then we'll go, how do you realistically want this to look and feel? And then we'll help set your expectations for your budget if we feel like it's not quite there. It's like, okay, so so sometimes we got to set expectations or talk about. Sometimes if this is somebody's first project, they don't understand. Yeah, they don't know. They you're, have no idea. You're spending $1,000 on things you don't see in pictures. <laughs> you're spending $5,000 on things you don't see in pictures. <laughs> At the very least, but between inventory stock of all your sheets, bedding towels, and sheets to pots and pans and all those things, just spoons and knives and forks. It's So we have to tell people, pretend like you're moving, but you're starting with Nothing. nothing. And then it's, oh, like, I'm going to need this and, and this. Toilet paper. And, this, and, and this. just, so I don't think people, when they think design, they're like, oh, I want to spend this much. I'm like, well, well, that's, that's two conversations. And we do have that a lot with <clears throat> clients. I know I do, um, especially when I do more virtual things. I'm like, do you want me to just strictly do your design, which is essentially your artwork, your furniture, your rugs, um, Anything like that, like room. the feel and all of that, the vibe of your space, or you want me to build out a budget for everything that's front facing, but also behind the cabinets, because that's different. Yep. Smoke and alarm, band aids, <laughs> fire, fire extinguishers, <laughs> trash bags. I mean, that's I don't and and I get it. If you've never done it before, like you're like, oh, oh, and so a lot of people, and I don't want to. My goal is to give you, you know, to give you the most amazing outcome that's going to fit within your budget. But I still want you to understand that while the the design is my jam and I love it to be beautiful, but like your guest is going to expect toilet paper. So like we really have to like be real with what you can actually afford. And a lot of times I've even told um, investors, let's get the basics done. And in six months when you've made some money, we'll do a refresh. Gotcha. Make it a little bit more amazing. Yeah. And then do new pictures and then increase your nightly stay. There's, I mean, there's ways to um, navigate that. It may not always be um, everything up, up front because everyone doesn't have the money up front. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, going to get a little bit more uh, mean. Uh, the realistic in terms of setting up a place. So once again, I can imagine you can go for any any number but let's let's call it a, a two-bedroom unit okay 
that's that's in relatively good condition so we, we don't have to go and refurb the place right we're just putting in the design elements um with a team going out there and installs and that kind of thing is it 10 grand is it 50 grand or is it 100 grand like what's are the... you referring to as far as like the materials in terms of getting getting it the job from start to finish done so, so if, I, if I if i sorry if i found a, a property um, let's say it was on the other side of the country and I knew it was a two bedroom unit and I just wanted to get it sorted and done with a, you know, let's say that it's a mid range sort of setup. What's, uh, yeah, what am I, how much am I going to pay roughly? So, I mean, I would have to ask a couple questions first, naturally. Yeah. How many people are you trying to sleep in your space? Yeah. So two bedrooms, some people think, oh, four, but some people think 10. So that's right. why I know that seems, you know, but it just sure. really depends on what your... Yeah. Thought process. You got all these bunk beds, right? <laughs> right. So in bunk beds, while they're great, you're doubling your bed cost every time you have a yep. bunk bed. So, yep. um, but if let's just say you're thinking regular, standard, four people four pe in your yep, bedroom. couple of queen yep. beds, couple of king beds. Because I have a, I have a deal about that. Like yeah. I like a king. Well, let's talk about bed. the size of the rooms too. We oh, don't have pictures. We don't have a walkthrough. <laughs> There's no measurements. <laughs> So <laughs> you see this. I'm just going to go all out because everybody likes a king size bed. So let's say a couple of king beds, a okay. living room. Let's say there's a bar area like for stools and like a table. And you definitely want to do, let's say it's a little more high end. So you may want to offer um, a Keurig and maybe a standard coffee pot or a pour over or something like that. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to have like more. Um, not basic level cutlery and dishes and pots and pans, maybe more of a me like a medium grade sure. in that yeah. space. I'd probably say for materials and then to have decent overstock for your housekeeper, you probably want to spend around 10. Yeah. Okay. And the All right. And then, that's and then for, that's for materials. That's for your yeah. materials. Yeah. And then for yeah. your labor and stuff, you're kind of doubling that number roughly. Well, we're assume, around, right? we're around, depending on the space where it can be between two and two and a half dollars per square foot. Um, but that again, that, that changes. Do you have a back porch? Do you have a front porch? Is it a park? Yeah. 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 So we're, but if we're keeping it simple, just interior stuff. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm getting at with this, it's not to find an exact number. It's just to give people the idea that, you know, a property, like a, a two bedroom property, depending on where it is, can be, you know, like where I am, it's like up to half a million dollars, even more than half a million dollars. So if ten, twenty thousand dollars to get everything that you need to just have it all done and running, that's that's nothing, right? So even right. if you said, Oh, it's fifty grand by you, all right, well that's ten percent of the whole value of the property. However, if you're thinking about it from an arbitrage perspective, you go, Well, I'm gonna chuck fifty grand at something and it's gonna take me three years to make the money back and, and it, it's kind of uh, equating it's a that math. Book. Yeah. So, so I think that uh, that's also part of it, right? Is someone having really good financial understanding of what they've got into and how much they're going to be able to make. So then they can figure out their budget and then it might not be a goer as a project anyway. And I just go, you know, what? we've got to scrap this. So just things for people to think about when you are looking at remote um, places. And I think the other thing that I, 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 I wanted to talk about, and I just wanted to get your feeling one of the biggest appeals to me in terms of investing in short-term rentals or in property or it can be multiple units it doesn't matter but if you're doing it in another location typically you're trying to do it somewhere where you want to go on a holiday right so so therefore you can go there and then claim most of it back on taxes because it's all right. business you're working within your business how do you find that in terms of the work that you do do you find that investors are 
kind of getting you guys to come in, but then they're coming as well with their, you know, to, to have a holiday as well and just kind of peek around. And do you think that's part of the equation that the people are making when they're deciding to, to invest remotely? I, I'm going to say I see all investors are different. They're very different. There are some investors that never step foot in their place after before or even maybe like after the initial install. And then there are some investors that this is like their baby and they like love it and it's a money maker and they're very invested in their properties. So it really is going to depend on the individual. Now we live in Virginia Beach, which is a it's a tourism it's area. a tourism area. So like I was saying before, you know, my background is real estate and I do still sell. And so just a lot of people will own places in like Sandbridge or other areas where you're from in, um, where are you from again? In North Carolina. The Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. <laughs> so same thing, like it's a touristy area. So a lot of people that live there, they definitely do what you're saying. They're on the beach, they're on the East Coast, they own those places and then they strictly go for a vacation, but then the rest of the year it's a... It's a tax deduction and it's making them money. Yeah, I think what I think you had asked earlier some of the advantages and disadvantages. I think an advantage of, but you know, between doing something local and doing something remote is in in all types of investment, diversification is a great hedge for volatility yeah. or risk. And so some people are just simply looking for diversification. Uh, we have some investors that they stick to what they know in their area. And that's all they have. But you have one natural disaster and everything's shut down. Uh, so some people, well, for ourselves, you know, we have one in the northeast corner of the United States and one in the, in the middle, in the south. And in just one year, both of those locations had natural severe disasters. weather disasters, but they happened at different, different times. times. So now we don't, we're not really making plans to, to go to any of those on holiday, but if we have money-making engines or investments, then we can decide where we want to go on a vacation. We can go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, but there's definitely those people and we'll probably be those at some point where, you know what, we really like going to this area. So let's, in that case, honestly, Bart, if it was me, I would purchase a property and then figure out how to leverage it as a short-term rental when I'm not occupying it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do an arbitrage in that case because I want to be able to go and, and have the freedom to just block all the bookings and it's mine now. I'm going to go spend a month and then relist it and and do my thing but a lot of people do the arbitrage for diversification or also because it's it, it can be a little bit um less risky because you're not it's taking wrong. out so much of a loan or something like yeah. that so you know and, and you can scale faster as well quite you often right when you when you're putting all your capital into the one property um then you've got to wait for the the capital to appreciate so then you can re refinance to go again whilst with arbitrage you can literally you know 10 yeah. grand apart which we have several in arbitrage you, you can do that um, which has its own inherent risks, risks as well. Um, uh, I absolutely love it. I, I love all these ideas. I, I've got a final question, and, and this is uh, on... Uh, so two, two questions, actually. So one of them about the remote setup. So we've talked about you know, kind of within country. I think one of the questions that I get asked quite a lot is, oh, what if I want to do it abroad? Have you guys got any experience in sitting up anywhere abroad? Have you played around with the idea? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on going to Mexico or, or South America or Canada or the UK or Australia? Yeah. What, 
where 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 are your minds at? We're definitely, we're definitely open. We're supposed to be in Canada within the next thirty or sixty days, so we'll let you know how that goes <laughs> and answer this question definitively. <laughs> but as long as they speak English, um, I think we could probably figure it out. Yeah, for sure. That's beautiful. The other thing that really struck me through this is. It seems very process-driven, what you guys are doing. I think that, yes, there's going to be a lot of unique uh, circumstances that you won't account for, but there's a lot of process. You know, check the, check the power switches in all the places. Check that there's no noisy neighbors. Check that there's garbage disposal. And I didn't want to make this episode about the weeds of all the different things you need to tick off, tick off on the checkbox because that's like a, a whole course in its own. Do you guys have any resources or any materials yet that people could access to get that kind of information to go, oh, well, this is this is what you need to do. Um, have you guys created it yet? Well, you just said course. It's actually in process. We do have a lot of resources, and we have a super easy way that people can connect with us. So these things are literally in constant development, Bart. It's a great question. I thank you so much for for asking that. So if anybody needs anything, you can definitely reach out to us. You can connect with us. Um, and we have some information to do that. But yeah, we have things literally rolling out hot off the press. When we're not on an airplane or on the job right now, that's what that's what we're building out. So we actually have an STR boss course coming out to, to really help people. Literally with, with all the information we've been talking about, Bart, all the things you've been asking us to take somebody from beginning to the end, help you know all the stuff, what to look out for. Davina is going to be giving great uh, design tips and topics for each space. I've, I've got like handheld how to hang curtains and how to hang a TV and and what hardware to use. So yeah, it's all it's all coming down to pipe. It's all coming. And look, what I would suggest if if anyone is listening and, and wants access to that material, then you know, reach out to Jesse and Davina. If they don't have it, they're going to start creating it. So they've been on this journey for a while and now they're saying, well, how can we, sh what knowledge are people asking for? What do they need? And unless people ask, they're not going to really know which parts they're really uh, hankering for and what they need. So make sure that you do reach out, give them a follow. Um, the Their links and everything will be in the show notes as well. Look, um, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I love this topic. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, the right kind of energy, uh, a lot of trust. If I had properties and if I was over there, then I would trust you guys to go and do it. So I think that's another huge learning is to, it's all about the people that you actually work with. Um, so well, Ed, I want to thank you for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. And everyone in the audience will as well. Now, is there anything that we can do for you in return? That's a great question. Yeah, I would say let us know what you need. Any questions you have. Yeah, I just mean, call us or hit us up on the... Yeah, put us to work for you. You can text STR Tribe to 66866 and you'll jump right on our list. Hit our link. You can schedule a call. We can have a conversation if you need something from us or would like have to tell questions. us something. Yep, just yeah, or want a, a resource or whatever. We, we definitely love to help you out. We will say, though, to you, Bart, we totally stole one of your ideas, mm -hmm. FYI. <laughs> you one? did a YouTube about creating um, QR codes for Wi-Fi password. <laughs> so she so showed it to me. I showed it to him and I was like, dude, we're totally doing this because we're so big on making sure that Wi-Fi is easy for guests. So we pick everything super simple mm -hmm. um, because when I go somewhere and the Wi-Fi is complicated, I feel crazy. And I'm like, Jesse, what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> 
And so we've worked really hard to make it simple, but when I saw your QR code, I was like, dude, you totally have to yeah. take it. So thanks for helping us already. Thank you. We've already done it. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, yeah, look, the QR codes are, are, are going to grow in the future massively and they'll really bridge the, the phone with the, the real world with the outside world. And don't forget to put um, your videos in QR codes to help guests out as well. So how do you take out the trash or there's a... There's the, the air conditioning system that people just don't know how to use. Make the video, put a QR code, link it up, and then they, they've got the solution without having to look at the manual and anything. And it costs you guys 30 seconds or a minute rather than yep. days to get that answer to them. <laughs> um, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys enjoy the episode, please give us a subscribe, give us a like, do all those wonderful things. Uh, comment on the episode, let us know your thoughts and whether this episode was of use to you. Um, we'll catch you next week for another episode. So thanks again, guys. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.